to uh, work at uh, uh, managing a county when there are more and more people in it, uh, even though they may not vote or uh, any of the above. So the population basis is what determines whether or not uh, these people are getting X number of dollars or not. So it's up to 82,000 in this county, uh, about 83 maybe, a little bit over. Um, they're not getting, you know, they're totally unqualified to make that kind of money. Um, they, they, you know, most of them vote from the hip. Uh, they really take them a long time to catch on to what's going on. Uh, and by the time they catch on to what's going on, they begin to kind of be kind of dictatorial. Uh, Byerly was a fine example. Hutchison had no open mind about anything. He was put there by uh, the, um, the, you know, the powers that be in the environmental world. He played them to the hilt. Uh, Chestnut's put there by the blacks. Um, the couple, Alfred's put there by the environment. So you have a heavy, progressive left county commission. Uh, Cornell is um, really, he's, he's just there uh, to try to spin all the plates of all the different interests um, that he really wants to uh, keep um, in good graces with. He's very untrustworthy because uh, may a, you know, there's a line out of, out, of, out of Hamlet that may a devil smile and smile and smile and uh, be a devil. Uh, yes, yes. Um, yeah, that's the way evil operates. That's the way it works. It appears to be your friend. It appears to be on your side, it appears to, the convicts have a word for this, they call it shucking. Uh, what a convict learns to do is shuck you. Now shuck is around the leaf around the corn. And when you shuck the corn, you have the corn underneath it all. So what you do as a convict is you become very good at determining what uh, buttons to push in the person with whom you're relating. And then you push those buttons and you appear to be one of them. Um, you know, part of the whole ear of corn. And, and uh, that person doesn't know it. And they, they think that you're standing there and uh, talking to them and you're, you're like they are, you know, that's reciprocal interest. So Cornell is very, very good at that. Uh, that's what he's learned to do is to um, shuck people. And the, he is the leader uh, against, because you know, he's a little more articulate than the others who stumble around in the dark to find their clothes, basically. Um, he's, a, he's smart enough to be a little dangerous. So um, he's, he's uh, going to lead the trek to Tallahassee uh, along with the lobbyists. And listen, now you have to understand something. This county has a lobbyist in uh, Tallahassee that uh, <clears throat> is a uh, lobbying on behalf of the county. Well, do you think he's lobbying on behalf of the county or he's lobbying on behalf of the county commissioners, all of whom are always progressive liberals? Uh, that's what you have. So you have, you the taxpayer, you're paying for a lobbyist, okay? That lobbyist is not representing you if you don't agree with the county commission. Um, because you're not a, a, a progressive lefty, um, you're not an environmental zealot, um, you're not all caught up in the entitlement world and uh, all the business that goes along with being a Democrat. So, but nevertheless, you're not represented, and you're not, not only you're not represented by the, the the county commission. All they say you're represented because you see they say they're districts. 
No, there are no districts. They're just lines on the graph, but they're not districts. Uh, the county commission, if you check uh, them, uh, they're all Gainesville centric. Uh, go take a look. They're all Gainesville centric. Uh, and, and that means that you are uh, mimicking whatever progressive left dogma is going on at the university, which has been the absolute bastion of liberalism for a long, long time. Uh, you know, it's just it's where all the 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 lefty ideas have been spawned and have been created and been codified and and then taught. And, you know, there's not one Republican professor. There's one that I knew last time I checked uh, on the University of Florida Law School faculty. Um, you know, they're 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 over here complaining now that, uh, you know, the Sanders is trying to uh Keep attack academic freedom. You can't. You cannot be serious. Really, are you serious? I mean, come on. That's not what's going on at all. We're trying to create a fair and balanced uh, situation here that um, is um, encompassing to everybody. So um, it's not that way. So you can see it now very clearly uh, in this behavior. And if you go over to Rochester Chronicle and read the article by Jennifer Cabrera, who uh, captures practically every word that's said in these public meetings. I, I don't know why in the world, how in the world you do that, but she does it. And um, uh, you can see that they are on, you know, they're on a tirade about the fact that there's even a breath of air in the room at all about uh, uh, single member districts. And, and um, they're going to stop it. I mean, they are going to march practically a caravan march uh, some of the loose wires on the commission, Alfred, for example, um, uh, the Wheeler ladies, nice lady, but it's lost. Um, and uh, uh, they're going to pile in and like it's going to they're going to um, to some convention in uh, Tallahassee. So they're going to go up there and, and try to put pressure on, <coughs> excuse me, on the Florida legislature to not even let this thing see the breath of day. Because all we're talking about with single member districts at this stage is every 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 request and it's all been reasonable requests because I've been in on the creation of all the requests in both 10 year cycles. Um, every request has been reasonable. It's been well thought out. It's been well documented. And all we wanted was a chance for people to publicly vote about it. What they've done in the past as a county commission by using their sycophants. Uh, as extensions of their will, who may placed on the Charter Review Committee, the worst of which is this Joe Little character, who is uh, really, it's time for him to go to pasture. They put him on there two times over 20 years. I thought the guy would be, you know, in the great beyond by now. But he's killed it twice. He killed it 10 years ago, um, just out of pure meanness, I think. Um, and there was no reason why that people shouldn't have been allowed to at least uh, vote on it. Um, so you can't get anything through that eye of the needle. You you know, somebody will yak like Alfred will yak. Uh, oh, well, you would go to process. Oh, yeah, you go try the process. All right. You crawl, crawl down off that eighty two thousand dollar a year seat and come out here and put the seat on a hat on your head and you see if you can get through it. She doesn't have any clue. She has no empathy. No, uh, for anybody. It's a, it's a very, very strange person in that respect. Um, and so here we are frustrated. So we go to the, and boy, they hate the local delegation. These progressive lefties 
hate the local delegation. They can't stand Clemens. They can't stand uh, Perry. Uh, they would do anything to get rid of them. And of course, if there's any Democratic representative here, they're null and void. This uh, woman, uh, I mean, that seat is always occupied by a completely ineffective person in Tallahassee. Um, even with Clovis Watson Jr. sitting in it, I mean, it, it's so what? You know, you're not going to get anywhere, anything done uh, as a Democrat representative in uh, state of Tal in Tallahassee right now with the state legislature, uh, Republican governor, Republican legislature, and the state more and more uh, looking as if it's going to be even stronger conservative than it has been. Um, people moving here because the taxes are not oppressive. The COVID has not killed anybody <clears throat> to speak of. And so they're coming to Florida. You got a powerful, strong governor who just really, by the greatest of chances, beat out a guy who was just really uh, a despicable human being. And, and uh, as far as being a governor goes, anyway, I don't care what he does privately. But um, um, that, that's, that's where we are right now with this thing. And, and uh, they're be damned and be bound to not let it see the light of day. So if you go over and read Cabrera's article, um, it's being led by Cornell. I don't know for the life of me how and why he, why, why, you know, we, he comes out and curry, he curries favor all the time. We weren't learned to watch him. He curries favor with the, uh, uh, with the um, uh, rule people. And, um, but we know that uh, you, you keep it one, you, you keep one eye open. Because uh, you know that currying of that favor is not uh, all that uh, <laughs> uh, you know. There's a reason for it, or it wouldn't be done. Uh, in other words, I think everything that uh, and I like Ken. Don't get me wrong, um, but we and we spar all the time. But you know, he know he knows I know what he's up to, and 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 um, you know, it's just uh, you know he's he's basically a, he grew up with a liberal family, a local kid. Uh, his brother's not. Brother, not that way at all. I mean, they're completely diametrically opposed, but his brother's not a commissioner. So um, it's interesting, isn't it? So family has somebody in it. It's got some sense, I guess. So um, here, here, we got, here we got a situation where if you read the article, I just flip over here to the article a moment, and some of the things they want to do is the, um, the, uh, um, uh, the um, lobbyist, Tom Griffin. I remember I told you, you're paying for a lobbyist who doesn't represent you. He represents the political interests of the commissioners, um, not the county. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> excuse me. He has already told the county commissioners that, listen, you're going to need some help above my pay grade. Uh, you're going to need somebody uh, who is going to come up there and inundate that world with public testimony. So this is where the car caravan comes in. And you can bet there'll be a car caravan. Now, let me let me just fast forward with you for a moment. Let's say that um, we um, we do get it out on the ballot, which I expect it to go out on the ballot. I don't expect it to go out in a seven person form. I expect it to go out in a five person form, um, but I expect it to go out on the ballot. Uh, then you ain't seen nothing yet. The money that the county will spend to discourage you from voting for single member districts should tell you that there's something they're afraid of. And what they're afraid of is breaking up that eighty two, eighty three thousand dollars $83,000 a year individual power base that they all get. So 
if you take a look at that take and put, as we say in the country, the pencils of that five times, uh, let's just round it off at 80. You got uh, five times 80. So, you know, you're looking at a lot of money, half a million dollars um, um, to, uh, to, to have these guys, these people run their yak and keep you from, you talk about voter suppression. Here is the best example of voter suppression you can ever come across right there under your nose. Voter suppression. They're not going to let, the county commissioners are not going to let you, it's going to have to be over their dead bodies, they're not going to let you vote for single member districts. They're not going to do it. If there's any way in hell or high water, it's not going to happen. If they have to take a caravan of people who, not even from this county, who God knows what will be in the caravan, it'll be like a freak show. Uh, riding up there, um, it, 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 they, they're going to they're going to keep you, and like I say, from voting for something that never that you know when it comes out of the legislature, it's not then law. All we're doing is bringing it out of the legislature to give you the opportunity to vote on it to make it law if you want it to be law. <clears throat> so, you know, get ready because the propaganda mills are just starting. And it's going to be not, it's not going to be called voter suppression. Now, here's the problem. Let me tell you, here's the problem. Where's the money going to come from and the leadership going to come from to create a stronger voice than their voice, which will have the opposite point of view? There is no leadership in Alachua County. I can't find it. I can't find it. The Growth Management Act revealed that to me. You know, we had a mayor up in Alachua sit on his butt, not do anything. He catches a check every month, and that's, you know, it's incredible. Um, there is no leadership. Um, the strongest leadership pool I can find around here is over in Newberry. And that leadership wants to get away from this entire county altogether and go to Springs County. So there is leadership, and the only place I can find it is in Newberry. You tell me. Uh, you, 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 you find some more leadership for me. I would really like to, to uh, know where it is that will you know, get out there and be informed, be intelligent, um, be incredibly good strategists, because believe me, these people... Are, are old hands at uh, bullying and misinformation and uh, fear tactics. They, these progressive lefts are old hands at this, and they are they know how to uh, go to war. So I don't think there's any leadership to speak of in the Republican Party. Um, there's no Tea Party anymore. That rose up in opposition to Obama and became in very, very powerful. And was scary so much to Obama that he started using the IRS to punish the Tea Party members through through their tax returns. Do you recall that? That's how dirty and down these people are. Okay, these are dirty, low down fighters, and don't think that they won't. And I'm going to get into the tactics a little bit more uh, on the other side of the break, but I just want to let you know that you're in for. Uh, well, this single member districts thing, and you need to go out and read on, you're not going to read it in the Gainesville Sun. 
Uh, it, it's not going to be written about. They're not. That, that's it. Listen, Gateway, Gate, Gateway Network owns the Sun, and I don't know eight, nine, ten more, uh, more uh, uh, papers, and, and um, uh, you're, you're not going to read it there. It's just not going to happen. So you know, you know, you've got to you got to go out and people like me, people like Elijah Chronicle. We're the only ones that are you know working out of the bunker here um, on a very low budget, and we don't get much help. Uh, you know, I know Jennifer struggles to get donations or advertisers. Um, you know, they don't exist. They want to hear the news. They want to, they want to get it, but they don't want to pay for it. They think we just should step up here and do this. And, and we have things we need to pay. We need to pay production. We need to sometimes pay for these public records. And um, uh, there's a lot of things that we could do if we had more resources and more advertisers. But, you know, this is the way the council, the council culture has worked. Now, the cancel culture, you're going to see it in full-blown living color. It's going to be this time in the form of the Lachua County Commissioners. They're going to do everything they can do to cancel your opportunity, not your vote, but your opportunity to vote. And should they be unsuccessful at that, they will then use all of your resources as county commissioners to keep you from being able to vote on that which is put on the ballot by the legislature. So they're gonna take two shots at you. Well, we've already taken three. They have kept this thing off of the ballot by uh, packing the Charter Review Committee with oddballs, okay? Um, that are extensions of them that don't wanna hear it, okay? So it never is going to, has never seen the light of day as getting on the ballot and old oddball Alfred says, well, all you got to do is just go get your own. Man. I want her to try that. If she thinks it's really that easy, I've been in on two efforts of that. I want her to try that. You know, it's amazing to me how people want, you know, engage, put their tongue in gear and don't have the dead gum clutch in. I mean, they don't know, have a clue what they're talking about. You don't think people haven't tried that? You don't think people haven't raised money for that? Are you kidding me? I mean, you know, it's impossible. And why would you force the people to go do that when all they want to do is have an opportunity? But why would you suppress the vote, Mary Alford? Why would you suppress the vote? Why would you suppress the vote, Ken Cornell? Of course, the undertaker, he just sits over and draws a check. He's not going to say anything. He knows that he's gotten into uh, the culture, has gotten into the uh, political world because of single member districts. Rodney Long was the first one in the city. <clears throat> uh, he knows that he would be forever. He, he doesn't have to lose. If they're single member districts, they will be a quote unquote black district. And he'll always be uh, represented out of that. He'll be in there forever. Um, and, and, and so he doesn't really care one way or the other. You watch him. He won't speak up much about it. But the people who will speak up about it are the uh, moral supervisors, if you will, of our lives. The Cornells and then the uh, the inexplicably ignorant like uh, Alfred and and, and uh, I don't know about the other one the one that starts with the P she seems to have some between the ears but I I don't think she understands this issue and uh, as I say Wheeler's a nice lady but uh, you know ho hum so there 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 you are and it's going to be uh, uh, you're going to be suppressed at two different levels okay you're going to be suppressed at uh, the opportunity to vote. And then if you get the opportunity to vote, 
you're going to be suppressed uh, at, when you try to vote. And so it's going to be exactly an example of what they're complaining about. They're going to do to you. OK, they're complaining, you know, for example, that the Republicans are trying to make more accountable the voting process, which is true. Get rid of this absentee, absentee voting, uh, you know, all this crazy stuff that's not accountable. Get this private money out of the public elections. Um, and they call that voter suppression. And then they beat the drum and use the poor, hapless black as a reason to beat the drum. And, and all you end up doing is isolating the black even more. So, but then, you know, <clears throat> the black doesn't catch on and the white doesn't care. So uh, you're looking at a really interesting lesson, my, uh, my, my students today in the classroom about uh, 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 political power and what people will do to use it. So uh, we're going to take a little break here in a minute. The, the production will be putting us out there for a minute and give us a little extra time. You got any Christmas music you, you play, Ray? Um, oh, the boy's been sleeping on me. I thought he might have some ready for us, but that's okay. Oh, yeah, okay. Is all the Christmas music copyrighted? Okay. Well, sing a song, my man. Um, <laughs> so take us out for a little bit. Thank you. And we'll be right back on the Word Scott Files. This is Ward Scott, and I want to thank all our sponsors who keep the show going and pay the bills. The Ward Scott Files premium sponsors are Crime Prevention Security Systems, large enough to serve you, small enough to care. The Ward Scott Files gold sponsors are On the Spot Dry Cleaners, Okita America Martial Arts, r, &R Construction, Gators Dockside, and Style Cuts. If you are interested in promoting your business on the show, you can visit our website, www.wardscottfiles.com, and click on the Advertise Here banner on the right side of the page or call my friend Freddie at 352-284-3733. Again, thank you to all the great businesses that support the Wardscott Files. And remember, if you like the show, thank our sponsors and support the businesses that support us. All right, welcome back to the Ward Scott Files. We've been talking here about uh, the voter suppression, which is going to happen uh, with the uh, attempt to put single-member districts on the ballot. We'll probably have quite a number of shows on single-member districts to educate you about it, um, help you understand the issues, and probably maybe end up running a forum because uh, we have trust. The people trust us. Uh, we'll run a fair and balanced forum. Now, you can't trust the county commission. <coughs> they will not. They will not handle that thing uh, with any kind of uh, objectivity. And, and I'm just telling you, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you how it is. Um, they just won't do it. And you can already see it right now um, that they, they won't do it. Um, it's something that's just not not something they're going to they're going to find. Let me just look at here. I've got another um, story I want to give you. And um, uh, <clears throat> the. Uh, What's my next uh, deal here? Um, yeah, there. Um, uh, this is kind of interesting. Let's see if I can find it here. Um, of course, we know Biden's poll numbers are sinking and all that crap. He's he's blaming it all on COVID. Um, 
but um, maybe I'll find this other article here in a minute. I, I don't have it right here with me right now. I want to get into um, uh, a little bit of, uh, of uh, what's behind this mansion thing and saying no. Um, it's a big deal. And I want to talk a little bit about why it's such a big deal. Uh, <clears throat> you know, you've been getting all this propaganda from Build Back Better and all this crap. It's a good example of what we're talking about here on the local level with um, um, uh, the, the local characters, um, the, um, the people like, um, um, oh, Cornell and these guys who are trying to keep you from have a chance to vote on something they don't agree with. So they're going to therefore suppress you. Um, it's kind of like what's going on in Tallahassee. It's much, I mean, uh, in, in D.C. is not much different with this um, Build Back Better <clears throat> thing, which is the big lie. And it's been a big lie for a long time. <clears throat> and um, the, the problem is um, uh, they couldn't get everybody in the boat. And they, just, they were just sure they could. And, and you know, that's what they're going to be trying to do with the single member districts thing. They're going to be trying to get you uh, in the boat. Um, we'll be trying to get you um, to um, go along with uh, their narrative, which are going to spend a lot of your money uh, to to uh, convince you is the right narrative. And you're going to play hell, find enough money to counter it and put up the other side of the story. And I said, that's probably where we'll come in handy because um, I'll darn sure jump in on this one. Um, the the uh, the, uh, the, uh, the the thing that's... Uh, Interesting right now about this uh, mansion character is that by him saying no, being the no vote, he is threatening what uh, 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 Wall Street Journal Daniel Henninger calls the entire temple of progressivism. I've talked about this a little bit before with you the other day. Uh, this no vote is a rejection of the political extreme left agenda in the Democrat Party. And that rejection threatens a lot of other things in that section of the Democrat Party. And I said the other day, and I've been, I, I, I shouldn't say this because it makes too much sense. Uh, these these Democrats, I mean, Warren Nielsen, of all things, who have, was moony-eyed over Pegeen Underhand, um, he, he slammed uh, Manchin out there on Facebook for um, voting against Build Back Better. That guy, well, he's not that, in my mind, he's not all that swift. But anyway, if he had any sense, if they had any sense, they would be rallying around Manchin and putting him up as a presidential candidate because the guy's an old-time Democrat. And he would confuse the Republicans. I mean, he would confuse them. And you know, he'd be, he might be the first unifier that I've seen come along out of the Democrat Party in the last, since Obama the divider. Manchin might be the, the first unifier. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know of anybody else who, who has um, acted like this and who uh, can, uh, can pull it off the way he did. Um, it's... it's um, Maybe possible that he would be the antithesis of, of, of what you have with uh, 
was checking over here on my Facebook deal. Um, uh, you, you know, he, what you've had for the last 10 years out of the Democrat Party, you've had people who uh, simply uh, uh, have been run by the progressive left wackos. So fortunately, I mean, I don't think there's that many bright people in the Democrat Party or they would do that. But nevertheless, his no vote, and, and I agree with Henninger on this, who writes about it in the paper in the Wall Street Journal today, um, it's, it's, re, it's a real threat to progressivism. So here's what I'm going to focus on right now with, with Henninger. When you are a threat to the left, okay, they have tactics that they will use. They use on everybody. They use on me. They use on the show. They use on the restaurant in Alachua. Uh, they have tactics that they use to uh, uh, go ahead and, and uh, uh, bully the people into submission or run them off. That's basically what happens. They bully them into submission or they run them off. So um, this guy, Manchin, uh, voted and scared the whole you-know-what out of them. I mean, my God, they had tried everything on him. And what they do, the tactics, and Henninger's got them down. These are the tactics that the progressive left uses, okay? Moral condescension, okay? The, well, Warren Nielsen's a good example, a girl named Lauren, a boy named Lauren. I'm always asked this funniest thing. You know, Johnny Cash has a, a song called a, a, a Boy Named Sue. Well, we got a boy named Lauren, and that's our mayor, Lauren Poe. Moral condescension from these people. See, they they have the moral high ground. I mean, they really know better. They know best. They know what's going on. Um, you're just an underling. You know, yet they come around and complain about meritocracy and how meritocracy is bad and how we need equity and inclusion. But they're not going to include you unless you recognize their moral superiority. Um, they are the, um, they are, they, their tactics are mass protests. Um, they're planning one now to go to Tallahassee in a big freak caravan led by, uh, you know, thin-skinned water boy, Ken Cornell. They're going to go up there in a big freak caravan, <clears throat> and their tactic is going to be a mass protest. Uh, they'll also probably use, as they always do, physical intimidation, actually physically intimidate. They'll come up to you in a restaurant, as you, you know, we'll get in a couple of cases of that. They'll do that. They'll come up to you in a restaurant and get in your face and, and um, be rude and nasty. And um, um, they also will socially ostracize you. Um, <clears throat> Uh, and, and they and they have to do this until you either you, you simply shut up and give in. I mean that's the way it is. And you know I've had these sponsors who are cowards. They hit the they fled. You know as soon as uh, as soon as they could, they hit the high road. They got gone, and um, they're they're not um, going to um, open their mouths because they're afraid of um, whatever might happen now uh, um, with them. Um, you know the, the the woke culture beating up on them and uh, and and marching and all that kind of stuff. So these are the tactics. They tried all of these tactics, by the way, on Manchin. Um, 
and uh, they have now they've, they've attacked um, they've used these ad hominems attacks um, <clears throat> Biden has said to about mansion um, uh, you know he didn't uh, he didn't really know uh, what was wrong with him but there must be something wrong with him <clears throat> amazing amazing so this whole thing with the left we've been talking about this for quite a while they never sleep okay they never ever sleep. Now, liberal justice Stephen Breyer was a, was a target of a campaign uh, not too long ago where they were asking, trying to put pressure on him to abandon his seat. Okay, that's just one thing. Um, and, and Manchin, you I didn't know this, but Manchin voted for Kavanaugh. Oh, God, they hated that. They, they, so they've been beaten up on, they've been beaten up on, um, uh, mansion for quite a while, but you know, there's some guys um, that, that the harder you hit them, the tougher they get. So, um, you know, they, they went after this woman, uh, Senator Kristen Sinema, in a Phoenix bathroom stall. They followed her into the John <clears throat> and uh, complained about her that she wouldn't support the bill back better. And she and they told her that you're not safe. We'll find you. This is the kind of crap they pull. OK. These people are nutcases. They were going to pull it up here in Alachua. They're going to come up and climb all over this place for having a uh, let's go Brandon menu entries. None of their damn business. OK, get gone. You know, you don't have to come up here and eat, you know, get out of here. But not enough people are like that. Put them down, put them down, put them back because they're the lunatic fringe and people don't like to interact with lunatics. And, and lunatic fringe is Henninger's term. And I, I'll completely, you know, go along with it. Uh, their cancel culture um, is is even in the Justice Department, Hedger says, and I, I was going to get into this, where uh, the Justice Department is investigating uh, uh, parents who object to the progressive school curriculums. Can you get this now? It's like the communists are in charge. It's upside down. We live in an upside down universe. There's not much other. There's not much other way to look at it. We live in the upside down universe. I mean, come on. These people are really um, unabashed about it as well. I mean, it, it just doesn't bother them. They they have they have no problem exercising this type of attitude and this kind of behavior. <clears throat> doesn't bother them in the least. So. <clears throat> Hendrick calls him the lunatic fringe. I think he's right. Now, where did all this begin? We've talked about this, and I'm, I've been on the college campuses all my life, okay? So I'm telling you that what he's saying here is right, that this whole cancel culture, this whole lunatic fringe behavior pattern of um, confrontation and moral superiority and all that good stuff started on the university campuses. <clears throat> started in the classrooms, started in the curriculums. And now that it's reared its ugly head in the K through 12 curriculums, the parents have gotten involved and look out. Now they're going to be a shooting in the court, so to speak. That's a line out of the Faulkner story. Great line. They're going to be a shooting in the court. Um, this, this, these school boards now have become a focus of a battleground 
where the parents are going to come in there and confront these Tina Certains and these um, the, whatever the other woman, Neely or whatever, uh, get get on them and um, hey hey listen, you ain't pulling that crap here. So <clears throat> they play the race card. <clears throat> they do a lot of things there in education to test it <clears throat> to see if they uh, uh, can get away with it. So um, they, 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 you know, they, they talk out of both sides of the mouth. They want diversity and inclusion, but they only want diversity of people like them. It's not, it's, it's not real diversity. So these tactics are gradually, this is the point of this article, and this is the point of my presentation right now. These tactics by the left of trying to beat up and besmirch and attack Manchin for his no vote, which is the right vote, um, could be the beginning of a counter-revolution against this progressive brand of politics. I've been saying all along <clears throat> that sooner or later, there's going to be a counter-revolution. There's going to be a counter revolution and we've already got one in the form of mansions no vote how broad will it be how big will it get <clears throat> well it depends on how the democrats behave because i don't think these uh, people who stuck up for themselves at the restaurant in alachua or these uh, parents are sticking up for themselves at school boards uh, the journalists are starting to catch on, the good ones anyway, are going to quit. And when they, when they find out, they've got... Um, now, there are tactics. There are... There, listen. There are... The, the Democrats ain't done now. There are devices they're going to use that will sway somebody to their side of the progressive agenda because it will affect that individual personally. And the, and the, and the, the one they're going to use next, okay? You get ready for this. You're ready. Might not mean much to you, but the one they're going to use next is the forgiveness of the student loans. Okay? See, They've got a lot of cards they can play as Democrats to buy a base and make them forget the defeat of the Build Back Better by Manchin's vote. One of the biggies is student loans. Now, Biden's just said he's going to extend it to May. <clears throat> There's no reason why he can't, when he gets to May, extend it again until ultimately the student loan deal is just defaulted on. Even though he has no legislative authority to do it, that's a congressional act because it's money. But he's going to placate the progressive left. Who wants free education? He's going to placate them and they're going to, and guess what they're going to use as cover, of course. You know what they're going to use as cover. Don't you? They're going to use COVID. They've just... COVID is so politically useful that there's going to be one COVID crisis after another. And if we don't have one, we're going to invent one. 
And this Omicron is pretty much the latest example. From all scientific observations, it's pretty mild if you're inoculated. Uh, it's already kind of running its course in South Africa. But the hysteria here is way too politically useful. Little David Muir, who has always got breaking news going on. Uh, oh, boy, he runs that up the flag. Omicron, you know, <clears throat> this becomes cover. It was cover for the election shenanigans. Uh, it authorized, therefore, and, and uh, uh, legitimized Zuckerberg's interference, which was just enormous. Um, they, uh, there's no accruing interest on these loans. That's also going to be uh, something that they can, uh, uh, you know, hold out there as a, as a way of countering the no vote. Um, the, by, by not collecting on this student loan stuff, in, in effect, you know, I know a lot of business people who go bankrupt. I hate to say this, but they do. <clears throat> they just stick to banks. And they turn around and reorganize and they open up the next day as individual business people or corporations. I mean, I've, I've known people here in our community who do it. Okay. Um, they, just, they just they walk away from the debt and reorganize. So, I mean, I, I won't fully expect um, this debt never to be paid back. Now, uh, so far, because there have been no payments on the debt, because there's been COVID, which is so politically helpful, the Treasury hasn't received a, a, about, a total of about $95 billion. And this is according to a calculation uh, uh, by, by the analysis section of the opinion page of the journal, uh, about $95 billion. Um, the administration's latest extension uh, by putting this off to May, okay, uh, will bring the tab to 110 billion. So by, by virtue of the fact that nobody's gonna pay the debt back uh, by executive fiat, which is probably not legal, by the way, if you take a look at it, because Congress is the one who handles the money. Uh, but you know, you do what you can get away with. And that's, I've been saying to you all along that the lawmakers are the lawbreakers because, hey, they can get away with it much more quickly than um, you can. So <clears throat> there you are. Uh, so it's going to be about $110 billion by uh, May. And, uh, and probably Biden doesn't have the illegal authority. Oh, you can always get a liar to give you an opinion. Um, but where's this pressure coming from to forgive this debt? See, Biden, since he's defeated in Build Back Better by Manchin, and the progressive left is howling about this, the Alexander Cortez, they're howling about this. Um, he's got to get them away from his door. And so he's gonna do he's gonna appease them by um, you know, um, forgiving this debt. You're going to throw them a bone for, for see if they'll go away. Um, so <clears throat> even though this is a, an enormous, as the journal analysis says, an enormous usurpation of Congress's spending power, politics, as I've been saying to you all along, students, it'll be on the quiz, it'll be on the test. 
politics trumps the law. Are you with me? Do you hear me? Politics trumps the law. And oftentimes, you and I are not privy enough to information to know what this is. Let's take ethanol gas tax, for example. Now, ethanol, I hate ethanol. It ruins engines, especially small engines. If you let any residual ethanol gas hang out in your um, small engine equipment, your chainsaws, uh, uh, even your generators and things like that, and it gums up your carburetors. So this was all pushed on us uh, by the environmentalists, and it uses corn. And uh, so the Environmental Protection Agency has, has built into its fuel standards an ethanol mandate, which, by the way, you remember now, you didn't vote for the members of the Environmental Protection Agency. You didn't vote for them. You didn't vote for them locally here. They're just a runaway agency that they can get away with whatever they want to get away with in the name of what? Chicken Little, the sky is falling. So uh, the, the, the ethanol mandate is a tool that the progressive left, they can use uh, to uh, extend their agenda. And the latest thing they're going to do is they're going to um, uh, uh, <clears throat> uh, uh, dictate this a tax on the corn ethanol that they dictate must blend with gasoline, which, as we said, already erodes engines, especially older engines. And if they get away with this, um, the EPA proposes to raise mandates next year for, for this ethanol, biodiesel, and advanced biodiesel fuels um, that, ironically, Guess who has invested heavily in them once they saw the handwriting on the wall was, of course, big oil. Big oil's out there uh, uh, hedging its bets, right? Oh, my golly, we can see that these political dummies uh, are going to emphasize ethanol. We're over here in big oil. We're the enemy. Let's go invest in ethanol, which, you know, that's the way you survive. So um, uh, what's going on is... Uh, the regulatory, they're going to, they're going to hold out with uh, regulatory credits, the EPA is, and uh, they're going to uh, conventional ethanol regulatory credits uh, now become valuable, and they've jumped from 20 cents to $1.10 per gallon, and that was the highest single-day jump since 2015. Uh, so uh, big, big, now there's something going on, not only big oil, but big ethanol, it mandates, what it does, raises gas prices. In other words, if you're going to demand that more ethanol be included in, and you give credits to, to big oil to invest in it, uh, then the price goes up. And big oil is carrying basically, care basically about its profits. So uh, it adds about 14 cents to the refiner's cost per gallon of gasoline and diesel. And it's currently trading at a premium to gasoline. Um, um, this is this is something that Biden has asked the Federal Trade Commission um, to, uh, you know, take a look at and uh, make sure that uh, this ethanol tax is, uh, uh, you know, this, what, what really have higher renewable fuel mandates. That's basically what we're doing. <clears throat> higher renewable fuel mandates. OK, we'll give you tax credits 
if you as a corporation will invest in and use higher renewable fuel mandates. Um, now this, you got, let me tell you something, it contributes to higher food prices because about 40% of the U.S. corn crop is now used to produce ethanol, which increases corn prices, which raises meat prices, okay? So here you're growing corn. I think this is one of the great ironies of the world. You're growing corn not for beef. You're growing corn for gasoline. Isn't it crazy? And higher these higher renewable fuel, man, fuel mandates are designed to ultimately put refiners out of business. And they have a way of enticing you to use more ethanol by giving you tax credits. You know, this is this is a bunch of stuff that's going on all the time in the strategy rooms of the progressive left. And 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 um, we go down to the gas pump and we just complain and pay and go on because what choice do you have? We go to the grocery store and we take a look at the meat prices and we complain and maybe we cut back on the T-bone and um, uh, go to the bologna uh, a little bit more. But I can tell you, you can fix bologna where it tastes pretty good. My grandmother used to rotisserize bologna and my God, it tasted better than the doggone steak if we could get it. We never had steak. I never had steak on my diet until my dad came back from the war. And um, um, when my dad came back from the war and survived that war and went back to work as very high paid, by the way, my father made a lot of money as a, as a, as a heavy construction engineer. Uh, <clears throat> the first thing he wanted after he survived the war and you can imagine, was steak and french fries. For supper, he wanted steak and french fries. And for breakfast, he wanted bacon and eggs. I mean, you, you think about that. You come back from being in the, the jungles of Leyte. Um, you, you come back from being bombarded by kamikaze pilots. Uh, you come back with a Purple Heart, Silver Star. Um, you know four or five years in the jungles, but your feet are never dry. Uh, you survive that, eating rations and all this stuff. Uh, if you come back to America, the first thing you want is steak and French fries and, and bacon and eggs. And <clears throat> I guess, you know, ethanol is going to attack that also. It's crazy. Uh, any questions here now? I mean, uh, uh, there's a there's a couple other things I was going to go over with you, uh, but be ready for this election pressure that's going to come down. Uh, it's going to be kind of, you won't see it in the uh, Gainesville sunset, but um, uh, um, the county commission is going to get in there and uh, roll its sleeve up and organize a freak caravan to Tallahassee and uh, Cornell, the, 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 the thin-skinned water boy is, and the reason I call him the thin-skinned water boy is he always carried the water for uh, the Byerleys of the world when Byerly was on there. And, um, and, uh, was, and, and Ken in those days was very sensitive to criticism. He tried to keep me off <laughs> the Rural Concerns Advisory Committee. I mean, it's a great, it's a great moment in, <laughs> in, 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 in political payback. 
And, uh, you know, it, it, it was, I laughed, my, I laughed like crazy when I saw that. But, you know, this is going to take place on a larger level than just a personal attack on me. It's going to take place. They're going to create a, a personal attack on all of you all <laughs> for, <coughs> for daring to even want to have an opportunity to, uh, to have a different kind of uh, committee or different kind of county uh, political structure governing your lives. And uh, you're not going to, it's going to be very difficult for you to get the truth. Uh, they're going to spend a ton of money uh, to keep you from getting the truth. And a lot of the stuff they'll do will be beneath the radar unless we can get a hold of it, a hold of it and expose it and let you know about it. Well, we're up at the end of the hour now. So uh, uh, I want to appreciate the uh, production and you guys for uh, checking in. We will not be live tomorrow. And we wish you a uh, very, very good Christmas and uh, uh, COVID free Christmas. And uh, the, it's supposed to warm up, supposed to have a pleasant weekend. A gator plays in a Gasparilla Bowl this evening. I have no idea what that is. I, I have no idea who the Gator team is. I have no idea anymore what college football is. Um, it just doesn't make much uh, sense at all uh, to me um, why you would take and tear up uh, uh, and make professional uh, uh, college athletics. We've got one kid here who is, uh, of course, Walt Richardson, who's well-known in the community. Uh, hadn't really played much at anything. Has not proven himself at all. Has gotten a car, a truck, or something from a dealer and is out making ads on the TV. And he's not even played. That's the new world. Well, have a great, uh, have a great week. Pardon me? Yeah, he, we know that production just told me he's out with an inj injury, but that's that's even worse. He's out with an injury, and he's still advertising for her car and, and driving around in one, and he's not even playing. And who knows? He may still enter the transfer portal. Uh, these guys are they're running the show now. So uh, thanks so much. Have a great, great uh, weekend. Have a great Christmas. Warthog Command Center out.